This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I just want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit with Alana Willie for you. And my program is called Body Matters. So welcome everyone. I hope you've had a wonderful afternoon. And today I just want to chat about a topic that I think will intrigue everybody because each and every one of us is so unique. So my topic today is you and I are unique and we were born with purpose. You know, we are not just here on earth for nothing. God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of our lives, whether we like it or not. Um, we are here. The, the fact that you are breathing, the fact that you have breath in you means that God has still got a plan for your life. And you might be living or walking in your purpose, but there's so many of us who wonder, God, what is my purpose? Why am I here? So today I want to chat about that topic. You are unique. And what is your purpose? And how do we figure out, you know, what is our purpose? So we were created to be unique. You know, none of us in this world looks exactly um, like each other. We don't think the same. And you know what? Who knows us better than the creator, God who created us. And I want to start off with this Psalm 13, 1 to 4 that says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know me when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going in and lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know me completely. And that is in Psalm 13. That was David who wrote Psalm. And from Psalm 13, we can derive that God knows everything about us. He knows the beginning from the end. He created us with purpose. You know, we were created to be unique, you know. And God is such a good God. We were created for a purpose since the beginning of time. So we were not born by coincidence or by mistake. God created us in our mother's womb. He is the giver of life. The fact, as I said, you've got breath in you is because God has destined you for great things. He's not done with you. You know, while you're living, there's a reason why you are still alive. It's because God has still purpose for you. And in Psalm 139, 139, verse 13, it says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. God himself, you know, he chose our families. He knew the environment and the circumstances that we would grow up in. And, you know, he chose our parents who have unique qualities to raise us up in a certain way that would develop our gifts and talents to accomplish his purpose and his will in our lives. And just thinking about that, I I read somewhere, I think it was on Facebook or somewhere where someone posted something where they said they asked God, but why, why was my parents divorced? Why didn't they you know, um, why couldn't they live together? And I was the product from that marriage. And the Lord answered her and he said, because I needed your parents' DNA to create you uniquely for a purpose. And I thought, you know what, that is so beautiful that God, no matter what happens, God's purpose and plans for our lives are always good. He knows exactly Um, you know, what he needs us for. So everything about you, even the way that we look, you know, God created us even in a way that we looked at, we would find the right partners, the ones that he destined for us. You know, our looks, even though people may say it's materialistic, but even our hair color, our eye color, everything is so unique. 
And God can use that, you know, use that to open doors for us and put us in places, have favor with people. And I know it sounds crazy. Oh, you know, it looks, but God knows exactly where he wants us to be. And he created us perfectly according to his will. You see, you know, sometimes we, even when we have parents and, um, you know, we have parents that we grow up with and, you know, maybe they weren't the best role models in our lives. Even though, even though that might be the, the case, God has chosen our parents, as I said, with unique qualities to raise up us, to raise us up in a certain way that we develop our gifts and our talents and to accomplish his purpose and his will in our lives. Now you might be saying to me, Alana, but my parents, you know, I come from a dysfunctional family and, you know, only bad things came up. I, I didn't grow up in a wonderful household. But you know what the truth is, is that we live in a fallen world. And, you know, some of us may not have had a good childhood experience. And, you know, the devil's plan is to destroy our God-given destiny, our purpose and identity from the day of conception. You know, but despite our past, God is a redeemer and a restorer of what was stolen. And he will use what the devil intended for our harm to work out for our good. And you'll find that scripture in Genesis 50 verse 20. For example, maybe the hardships we endure in our lives could contribute to our greatest strengths. Hardship can help us to recognize and identify maybe similarities in others that might be going through the same situation that we've been going through. And you know what? Hardship also develops some form of compassion within us. And maybe that's to empathize and to help others in their need. So we may have been also exposed to things in our lives that might have developed discernment and understanding about life that others don't have. And that can contribute to us even specializing in fields uniquely to us. Maybe just think about it. Maybe your father was a mechanic and you're one of the sons and you observe your dad. You see how he puts things together. And you know what? You might grow up and do something, but you've got a skill um, that no one else has because it's something that you've been exposed to that no one else has been exposed to. You've got already um, knowledge about something that other people don't have. So God, nothing is a coincidence. Your parents, you know, their personalities, nothing, even if it might seem that you've been through a, a tough childhood experience, you know, God uses it to create our and develop our personalities and to create certain qualities in us, even though it might not seem, you know, nice at the time. But when God uses it, he uses it for the good. You see, God knows what we've been through. He knows our past. He knows our future. And he knows even the sins that you and I battle with, you know, nothing is a surprise to him. He is the beginning and the end. And if we allow him, he will take our brokenness and use it to create something beautiful. You know, I remember, and I know I've mentioned this before, when... um. I was calling out to the Lord one day and I felt so, you know, when you feel so useless, like you feel like, sure, I'm not good at anything. It's just, I feel so messed up. And um, yeah, I said to the Lord, how can you use me? I feel so broken inside. And the Lord gave me a vision and I'll never forget it. It was a broken clay pot glued back together. But it was glued back in such a way that there was even missing pieces that were, um, it was a clay pot. There was missing pieces. and But in between those gaps, I could see a light of a candle on the inside of the pot shining through. And I heard the Lord say to me, it's in your brokenness that my light can shine through you. 
And you know what? It reminded me of a scripture in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. You know what? God doesn't look at us and our weaknesses. Just remember God already created us for a purpose. Um, He doesn't see what we see. He sees us complete and we see ourselves broken. And we might even compare ourselves to one another and say, look, that person, oh, they're flourishing in their work. You know, they're so talented in this or that person can sing well. God, why? Why am I not? You know, we always want to compete with others. But God had given each one of us something so unique that only you and I can do. And if we can find that something, you know, we will flourish. You see, God can work with us no matter how broken we might even feel. He could put back the pieces back together that it will look like an original piece of art. And in Psalm 8, 4 says, What is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You see, God is interested in us. He wants us to be the best we can be in him and for his purpose. So let us take a short break, a short music break, and then we're going to look at the importance of knowing your purpose. If you've just tuned in right now, you're with Alana Wellyfair with Body Matters. And today I'm chatting about the fact that you and I were created uniquely and with purpose. And I just chatted about the fact that we were we weren't born by coincidence. You know, God had a plan for us. God gives life, not the enemy. But God, so you and I have got purpose. You might think, oh, Alana, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my calling is. But let's just look a little bit into it about the importance of knowing your purpose. Why is it important that we know what God has created us to do? So, you know, we instinctively know, first of all, we were created for something greater than what we are experiencing But we are always not sure of what it is. I don't know if you often, you know, often I've wondered in the past, you know, God, I I know you've got something great for me. I just don't know what it is. And you question God. You know, you might have tried a few things, but nothing has really worked out. I know myself, even trying out things, you know, I go for art classes and I think, oh, I'm going to do art. And then I realize, oh, it's not that great. I can do it, but it's. I'm not just that gifted. I, I can't just, you know, whip something together, even though I love being creative. And, you know, then you try something else and that doesn't work out. And at the end of the day, you think, God, what am I supposed to do? What am I good at? You see, only the maker knows the purpose for which he created you. And therefore, it is only in and through him that you can discover who who you really are. And I realized this, you know, God created you for a purpose. If someone builds a machine or something, only he knows that purpose for the machine because he put it together. He put it together uniquely to have a specific function. And that is why God has given us uh, a specific function. He wouldn't just put you on this earth and let you wander around meaningless. Because when you do not know your purpose in life, you will always feel like something's missing or that life is a bit meaningless. You know, I'm I'm just carrying on doing my day to day. But inside of you, you know, there's something more. Okay, so why do we need to have purpose? Purpose gives us vision. Without purpose, life has no significance. When we have purpose, we have hope. You know, when you wake up in the morning... And you know, oh, you're excited about doing something. You love it. You you know, that is what 
what purpose makes you feel, gives you hope. And I want to read in Jeremiah 29, 11, and I know most of you know it already. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. What is God saying? I've got plans for you. I want to give you hope. I've got a future for you. You see, knowing our purpose enables us to set goals, to keep focus and gives direction to our lives. So in Philippians 3.15, it says, let us keep focused on the goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. Our purpose is our God-given mission on this earth. Okay, so we're going to go a little bit deeper into it. See, God has already equipped us with everything to fulfill his purpose in our lives. Just as you are, God has already deposited things in your life. You have it already. You just need to discover it. What is it that God has placed in me? That is my function and purpose on this earth. So God has given each and every one of us gifts. It says there, God has given us gifts. So how to identify your gift? And I'm going to tell you why is it important to identify your giftings or gifts. See, when we need to understand that we were born with natural gifts, each and every one of us has got a gift. God has given it to us, irrespective These are the things that come naturally to us and not to others. The things that we feel passionate about, the things that bring us satisfaction and a sense of accomplishment when we do them. You see, only with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can identify our gifts and we can incorporate that gifts in our everyday lives. Just imagine you discover that You're good with languages. You can speak languages. You can pick it up quickly. I'm just giving examples. And God could use that, maybe translating books or going into various countries, ministering to people, because that comes naturally to you. Someone else struggles with languages, but you can can speak three or four languages or you can pick it up quickly or accents or whatever it is. So that's something that God has already placed in you. It's a natural gift. Someone else can pick up a piece of paper. They can sketch. They can draw. Without going to art classes, you can just draw something. And it's like, wow, it's a natural gift. Other people can sing. Some people can yeah, got, can run far. They've got the ability to, they supernaturally just have ability to run fast or run distances without getting tired. They've got the ability to to do sport and they just prosper in sport without having to practice. See, that's a, a natural gift. So what is your natural gift? If you really need to sit down, think about it. What is those things that you know you can do quite easily that no one else can do? And when you do it, you feel a sense of accomplishment and you feel excited like you want to spend time doing it. So those are the things that you need to look out for. You see, our gifts are our tools and to fulfill our purpose. In Romans 11, 29, it says, for God's gifts and call are irrevocable, meaning God had given you gifts. You were born with a gift. God will never take that gift from you, but you and I need to discover this gift. Some people use the gifts for the world, but as Christians, we need to redirect it for his kingdom. Just an example. You've got a beautiful voice. You can either, um, you know, for instance, sing it for worldly purposes, or you can sing it for God, for his purposes. You know, so... The gifts that we have, the reason why we need to discover our purpose is that the gifts that God had given us are not only meant to be a blessing for us, but also for the benefit of the people that God places around us. You see, others are waiting or depending on us to fulfill our calling so that they can step 
into their purpose and their calling. Our gifts and purposes are designed to serve others. I want to say it again. Your gifting, whatever you are good at, it's not just for your benefit. It's for the benefit of the people around you. You see, God will use that to benefit others. We are strategically also placed geographically for God's purpose. Wherever you find yourself, whatever workplace you're in, where, whichever part of the country you live in, God strategically placed you there so that you may serve the people around you. And sometimes we need to be aware that God wants to use us. You see, our purpose is something, as I said, it's, we are naturally drawn to it. It's effortless. And when we know, when you and I discovered this, and many of us don't even know what our giftings are, you might be sitting saying, oh, well, it sounds wonderful, but what is my gifting? Ask God, ask Holy Spirit to help you. You know, our gifts are also gives us a sense of identity in Christ. I'm not saying that works give us an identity in Christ. But when we know what we were called for, when we know what we're good at, and I'm not saying you need to be a pastor. I'm not saying you have to be in full-time ministry. God can give you a gift with numbers. And you can work in an accounting firm, um, you know, where you can help or bless people or whatever. God can give you the ability to create wealth. And um, that is your gifting. You just know how to invest. You know how to work with money. And you know what? It might not seem like it's a, a full-time ministry, but even in that, God can use you because you know what? Those who are gifted with wealth have got a huge responsibility to God's kingdom, to scientists' kingdom. So every gift that we have, and I love that story about the talents that God has given us each talents. And many of you know that story. So you either work on your talent and you improve your talents, your gifts, because God had given it to you or you bury it. And God will take it away from you. But God has given us gifts and talents to fulfill his purpose on this earth and to increase and multiply his kingdom. I love the scripture in Proverbs 18 verse 16 that says, A man's gifts opens doors for him and brings him before great men. You know, when you flourish in your calling, in your purpose, it's something so unique to you. You know that no one else in this world can do what God has asked you to do. And when you find that something and you practice that something, you work on your talents, on your gifts with God, you can become a powerful instrument in God's hands. You know, you were born for a time such as this. We are not placed on this earth. We place strategically in a place with a gift, with a calling, with a mandate, with a purpose. And we were born in the right time. We were born in the right century. We are at the right age, surrounded by the right people to fulfill that calling. So God is interested in you as a person. You know, everything that we do, you know, yes, you know what, God um, wants us to fulfill his purpose. But I also want to say, I remember sitting one day, you know, we when you pray, you say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do for you? And I heard God clearly say, Alana, what can I do for you? What do you want? And that brought me to the scripture where it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, everything that we do is for God. And you know what? Even the desires that we have, our own personal desires, you know, I want to go run a half marathon, your own little goals that whatever you have, those things, God is interested in them. You know, we always think we have to do big things for God, but God's also interested in your things, whether it is, oh, Lord, you know what? I 
I want to lose weight. Or Lord, help me with this. God wants to help you. He's interested in your design. He puts those desires in you to do those things. So sometimes you think, oh, is it from God or is it not? But there's one scripture that says, lay your plans before the Lord and you will succeed. So whatever you want to accomplish, whatever you want to do, lay it before him. God, you know what? I want to, this is what I want to do. You know, and you might not even know if it is from God or not. Sometimes when we have to make decisions, Lord, do I do this? Do I take this job? Do I do this? What is your plans? But the Lord says, lay your plans before him. Lord, you know what? I think I'm going to take this job. I think this is what you want me to do. Lay it before him. And he says, he will direct your path. And that's so beautiful that when whatever we feel that we need to do, if we give it to God, he will help us. He will direct us. He will eventually bring you and I where we need to be. But the thing is, we need to ask him. So ask God, what is my gifts? What is my talents? How can I grow on it? How can I work on it? Holy Spirit, help me. So chatting about our purpose, our you know, our personal purposes, our, our functional purposes, those gifts that God has given us is not just for us, as I said, but it's also part of the body of Christ. Just as God created us uniquely with our own personalities and natural gifts, we also have been designed to fulfill our purpose in the body of Christ. Now, what is the body of Christ? Together as believers, okay, we form the body of Christ, meaning we become the hands and feet of God on this earth. The body of Christ is not contained in a church. It's not a building. It is a living organism of spirit-filled believers that together accomplish the will of God on this earth. You know, you and I are operating in wherever God has put us. We're doing our own thing, individual thing where in your workplace, whether you're full-time. But we all of us as believers form part of the body of Christ. We all got our little part to play together. And um, I just want to read Romans 12, 4 to 5. It says, for just as each of us have one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we through many form one body and each member belongs to all the other members. You see, the body represents God's kingdom and his culture. The corporate purpose of the body of Christ. Let's look at the body of Christ because our giftings and our purpose somehow fits into a bigger picture, the scheme of life. We've all part of God's body. We become his hands and feet when we discover who we are, what our function is, and we use it for God's purpose. So the corporate purpose of the body is to represent Christ on this earth. One of the functions of the Holy Spirit is to help us to become more Christ-like as we work at our salvation. God wants to build his character in us so that he may represent, that he may be represented in us and through us on this earth. You know that when we give our lives to the Lord, God inhabits our body. We become his vehicle. That's what it says. Don't you know that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? We become, we inhabit God's spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the death now lives within us. Now God says, I want you, I want to fulfill my purpose in you and through you on this earth. I have given you gifts. I've given you talents and I want you to fulfill that. So what God has given each of us gifts to fulfill our God-given purpose on this earth, in other words, to do his will. Okay, so what is God's will in the big scheme of life besides our individual calling? What is the bigger scheme? It's to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God 
to others so that those who are under the rule of Satan can be saved. Okay, so think about it. Whether you sing a song for God, whether you're gifted to sing gospel music, whether you're gifted to draw prophetic, whether whatever, whether you're gifted to to generate an income, all of that sows back into God's kingdom. So you're proclaiming the gospel in one or other way. It says in Luke 4, 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners and the recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. So one of our purposes is to do that. That's why there's people that are drawn to Christian counseling, people who have got the gift of discernment that can discern. All of us, all our giftings all work together. Our purpose is to make disciples out of all nations. That is God's great commission. And in Matthew 28, 18, 20, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Okay, so in the big scheme, this is how we use our gifting. The third one is to bring healing and deliverance to those who are bound by the enemy. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Another one is to equip the saints for ministry. Okay, so that they can equip and help others to grow and mature in Christ. One of our callings is to, as I said, your gifts and whatever God has placed inside of you. And I'm going to go a little bit onto the spiritual gifts later on. where We also operate and besides our own gifts, God has given us gifts. And um, one of them is a gift for teaching. And when we teach, we can teach the word of God, you know, to equip others, to help others grow and to mature in Christ and to overcome the kingdom of darkness. In Acts 26, 18 is to open up the eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of their sins and place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Just think about it. Okay, so we use our giftings. Our purpose is to overcome the kingdom of darkness, is to help other Christians mature, to grow. It is to minister to others, to yield the brokenhearted. I mean, if I think about... um, Oh, that that guy, I think it's Jonathan Hesler, that song, he says, uh, my weapon is a melody. My weapon is a melody. You know, even when you praise and worship, you're doing spiritual warfare. Your gift is to sing. And when you sing, the enemy cannot stand in the presence of God, in the presence of God. It has to flee. And that is so powerful. My Weapon is a melody. So I hope you're hearing my heart. Um, And I might be speaking a little bit all over the place. But as I said, we've got our gifts are our purpose. And our purpose is our calling. So the different kinds of gifts that we have. So within the corporate purpose, each one of us has a specific purpose or individual function that only we can fulfill. And in Romans 12, 6 verse 8, it says we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is to prophesy, it says then prophesy accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage others, then give encouragement. If it is to give, then give generously. 
I know people who make lots of money and they're generous. They're so into God's kingdom. They help the poor. If it is to lead, do it diligently because God has given some of you leadership abilities. And if you use it for his kingdom, he will, it will be powerful. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. You see, we can serve God with our individual gifts wherever he places us, whether it's in the church, whether it's in the secular workplace. Our individual gifts contribute to our corporate purpose. Can you see that your own gift becomes part of the body of Christ? There are also other gifts besides our natural gifts that are made available to us. Now, there are certain gifts given to us by the Holy Spirit and as he did, it says, as he determines. And let's let's just read that in 1 Corinthians 12, 7. It's the gifts of the Spirit. It says, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for common good. Okay, so these gifts we all can operate in when the Holy Spirit allows us to operate. He gives us that gifting at that moment. So what are those gifts? To one that is given, the Spirit a message of wisdom. Have you ever been in a place and all of a sudden you trust in God for something, um, you know, and then all of a sudden God gives you wisdom and you think, yeah, I should have done it like that or I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it this way. It's the spirit of wisdom to another, a message of knowledge. All of a sudden you're chatting to someone and God gives you this word of knowledge it's maybe something about that person that no one knows. And you say, you know what? Um, I just feel, you know, were you uh, like a play school, uh, a primary school teacher before? And that person might look, in you, look at you and say, but you don't know me. How do you know? So that is uh, the, the spirit of knowledge by means of the same spirit. So another faith the same spirit. Okay, so there's the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, um, and the other one, just faith. And I, I just want to just chat about faith because I know at one stage it was someone that was really, that was in hospital and, you know, people just were frantic, you know, thought that that person was just, you know, it was really hectic that maybe that person's not going to make it. And I was praying and praying and all of a sudden, I just had complete peace and I just knew as I knew and I can't explain it that that person is going to be completely healed. And I just said, no, I know as I know as I know that person is going to be healed. And that wasn't something that I normally experience, but that's when faith comes over you. You just know, you know, that thing is going to materialize. That's something that you are trusting God for. And it says to another prophesy. Now, we all don't have the gifts to prophesy. I mean, we don't all, sorry, let me rephrase that. We don't all um, are seen as prophets, but we all can hear God. So we can prophesy to one another. It says distinguish between spirits. There's a, another is to distinguish between spirits. Now, how do you distinguish between spirits? Sometimes you walk in, you meet someone and there's just something about that someone you know. Something's not right. There's just something. So discernment, discerning in the spirit. And to another is speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to another is to interpret tongues. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever been to church and someone will just burst into tongues, whatever, and no one knows what that person is saying. And then all of a sudden someone will say, but I know, I've, I know what it means. I know what the person is saying. And that will be the interpretation of tongues. And that's a little bit different to me and you praying and talking in tongues. You know what I mean? To edify and to, to you know, where the spirit knows what we don't know to pray for. Then we pray in the spirit. But this is a little bit different. This is something that happens uniquely, maybe in in the church or where a few people are gathering and God wants to bring a word to the congregation or the people. So all these are the works of one and the same spirit. And he just 
distributes them to each one just as he determines. So we've got our natural gifts and then there is a different calling that we have. And I'm going to touch on that now. But the spirit also gives us or allows us to operate in these giftings at a specific time when we need it. So we also have functional gifts within the body of Christ. And some of us are called to operate full-time in these giftings. So sometimes God calls you for full-time ministry, but not always. Sometimes you still work and you might still have these gifts and God will use it wherever you are. So in 1 Corinthians 12, 27 to 28, it says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. God has not placed in the church first, as God not placed, sorry, in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. So look at that. In Ephesians 4, 11, verses 11 to 13, it says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature and attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Okay, so if we look at the some of us are called as an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher. So God has given us one or more of those. And these are commonly known as the fivefold ministry. And we all can operate in one or two or more of these. And for me specifically, what stands out is teaching. I feel that God has given me a gift to teach. So teaching is something that I love to do. And that's something that brings me great joy. And for others, they love to proclaim the word of God to others, telling them, um, evangelizing them, leading them to Christ. So that's an evangelist. You might always find yourself in a place where you feel like, I just want to lead this person to the Lord. And then you get the pastors who nurture these people, take them under their wings, make sure that the flock is doing well, looking out for them. And then you get the prophets who give people direction because a prophet speaks um, God's heart to people. And then you get the apostles who are out there, you know, the apostles of visionaries. So God has given each one of that a gift. And whether we use it in the corporate church or whether we use it in our workplace, you will be able to identify where do I fill in? What makes me, you know, excited? So there are also, as I said, this is known as the fivefold ministry. So the purpose of the fivefold ministry especially those who are in full-time ministry, they need um, those giftings to equip and help and encourage and teach the members of the congregation or wherever they are to serve, to mature and operate in their giftings effectively in the circular world or wherever God has placed them. Okay, so let me rephrase that. The reason... You and I go to church is to get equipped, is to get teaching, is to help us mature as Christians so that wherever we are and also to discover our giftings in the church, we need to discover our gift within the church. So wherever we, when we come back from church on a Sunday and we go into our workplace from Monday to Wednesday or whatever, we can mature and we can operate in our giftings. So that is um, the, 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 the purpose for the fivefold ministry is to equip the saints for ministry, to equip you for ministry. So let us take a short break and then we'll come end off with the purpose of our gifts. And we'll chat a little bit more about that in a few minutes. 
I'd just like to welcome you back to Radio Cave Pulpit. If you just tuned in right now, you're with Alana Willifier and with Body Matters. And I've been talking about the topic is you and I are unique and we have a purpose. And with that purpose, God has given us each gifts. And our gifts are our tools to fulfill our purpose and our mandate on this earth. So the purpose, what is the purpose of our gifts? When we discover our gifts and mature and operate in them, we are instructed to equip and help others through our giftings. As I said, others benefit from our gifts and we benefit from these. You see, we all can't be alike. Each and every one of us is so different. So when we don't pursue our purpose or take up our calling, it does not just affect us, but it also affects the people that God has placed around us. And they cannot experience the blessing through us. We were born for a time such as this. God placed us in the right place at the right time with the right gifting to fulfill that which only you and I can fulfill in him. Remember, you and I are unique. You've got something that no one else on this earth has. You don't look like anyone else. You don't talk like anyone else. No one grew up in your environment. So you were created uniquely. And if you can find that something that God has placed in you, you know, God has made you so perfect. You see, we need to understand that we are not your coincidence. The fact that you are alive means there is still work for you to do. You know, and God loves you just the way you are. And, you know, when we step into our calling, we are at war against the kingdom of darkness. Our weapons are our gifts. Our gifts are our tools to fulfill our purpose. And our purpose is our God-given mission. And every time you and I operate in our gifts, we are doing damage to the kingdom of darkness. And we are establishing heaven on earth. Think about that. Think about it. And I want you to maybe sit down and Think about what are those things. Write a list of all the things that you consider to be your strengths, your weaknesses, your talents, your desires, your dreams. Because you know what? All of that, your, your strengths, everything, God has given that to you for a purpose. What is it that you can do naturally that no one else can do? What is it that you love? I mean, if I think about myself, I love nature. I love being outdoors. It makes me feel good. When I go for a hike and I come back, I feel energized. I feel alive. When I read a good book and I see something, I say, oh, I want to tell someone about it because I've got the gift for teaching and um, I want to write everything down. So for me to write a book or write something gives me great joy. To be able to talk to you and hopefully explain something to you gives me great joy. To teach gives me great joy. You know, and even wanting to travel. I mean, that might not even be um, God's purpose, but that's a desire of my heart. You know, to go to different countries, to do something adventurous. You know, God's placed all these things in our hearts, you know, things that we want to do with our families, you know, go on a, a overseas trip or, um, you know, just doing things. God has put those desires in our hearts and we need to give it to him and we need to contend for them and say, Lord, this is my heart. You know, whether it's I want to take my family on a holiday, Lord, I, I need your provision. I need a new car, you know, or whatever you want to do. Lord, I want to study. I want to become a psychologist. Lord, God put that desire in your heart. So ask him, lay your plans before the Lord and you will succeed. So I just want to end off now and I just want to pray for you, for every listener that's listening to my voice. I just want to pray for you that God will open up your eyes 
to see the calling that he has for you and that you are unique and precious. You are like a diamond in his hand. Um, so, Father God, I come and I pray for every listener out there today, everyone that's hearing my voice. Father, I pray that you will enlighten them for the with the purpose that you have called them. Father, I pray that they may see, that they may understand, that, that you will give them revelation, not just of their giftings, but their callings, where you want to place them, whether it's in a new job, whether it is a in a new country, whether it's just moving um, from one place to another, Lord, because everything, God, everything is in your hands. You have planned everything. God, give them wisdom. Show them, Lord, remind them of things that you have told them, whether it's prophetic words, whether it is things that you've told them, Lord, whether it's through your word, guide them and show them exactly where you want them to be, what you want them to do and help them to flourish, Father, that they will find that unique gifting that you've given them, Father, and that they may work on that, Father, enhance it, mature and grow in that area, Father. And even the areas, Father, I believe that people are struggling in, those areas that you're battling in, whether it's a, a relationship, whether it's in your marriage, whether it is in a certain area, I, I truly believe when God turns that around, it, it might even be your ministry, you know, because you've experienced the hardships, you've gone through so much, but when God takes you out, He will use that for your good. And I just felt that I need needed to say that because someone needs to know that Whatever hardship you're going through now, when you get out of it, God will use you in that area to minister to people that are going through the same thing. So, Father God, thank you. I pray your blessings, your covering, your protection over each and every listener today. Bless them this week in Jesus' name. Amen. So I just want to say thank you for listening to me. I hope that um, that that you got something out of this. As I said, make a list. Think about the things. Write down your dreams, your desires, what you want to do. Give them to God. Give them to God. And you know what? Pray about it. Ask God to open doors for you. Open doors that no man can close. And remember that your gift will open doors for you and bring you before great men. And that is the word of God. So I hope you have a beautiful week. We'll see you next week from me, Alana Willie, for you. Have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.